But with songs and the music we create today in someone else's home, they're listening to that. And it affects those people in their lives and encourages them or heals them. And, and that didn't happen unless we set and start being creative. Today on First Person, we take you to the Tennessee farmhouse of country and western music's Joey and Rory. I'm Wayne Shepard. Welcome to this week's edition of First Person. You'll meet our special guests in just a moment. But first, let me remind you that you can always go online for additional information about the interviews you hear on First Person. Our website has additional links to today's guests where you can find out even more about them, including something they are calling their Bib and Buckle Fest right on their farm in early June. Go to firstpersoninterview.com. Well, my friend Mark Gregston first introduced me to Joey and Rory Feek a while back and told me this terrific young couple who write and sing songs as a duo. So early one morning when I was visiting Tennessee, I stopped into the little restaurant called Marcy Joe's where I met Rory for breakfast. The little homespun bakery is also a family affair, and Joey was baking bread that morning. Afterwards, we drove down the road to the farm where they live and sat down in the kitchen to talk about their life, their love, and their commitment to God. Well, Joey, I kind of invited myself, but thank you for your hospitality to sit here at the kitchen table. Well, welcome to the farm. We're glad you're here this morning. You must be living your dream right now. I really am. I really am. I feel like we, um, we've been able to do a lot of neat things and, and travel and perform and, and travel together and have a, a career together in music. But also, I was raised on a farm, and so we're here and raising our chickens and hatching out new babies yeah, and working. Some, some eggs right over here incubating. And yeah, and I was down at the, the meal house, Marcy Joe's, this morning making some breads and visiting with the locals. So it's kind of a, it really is a, a dream to be mm. here. You just gave me a tour of the house, 1870. 1870s. 1870s. Mm-hmm. It was built, and uh, you love living here. I do. And we just came from the restaurant that you and your sister-in-law have, Marcy Joe's. If you're ever flying down I-65 south of Nashville, make sure you veer off and go to Marcy Joe's sometime. <laughs> yes. Wonderful breakfast there. You 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 were waiting tables and, what, bacon bread this morning? I was. I got down there about 6 o'clock and, and made a bunch of bread and made some homemade granola and um, waited on a few customers and, and just, you know, enjoying getting to be down there again. And um, just kind of, it really keeps you humble. And it reali- it makes you realize this is what everything is about, is about people and getting to visit and, and sharing and opportunities and experiences that you have. Rory, I know it brings a smile to your face to see Joey so happy at this place that you both love so much. She's a pretty happy girl anyway, but I think especially this time right now, you know, we've been on the road for about Four years, pretty constantly, and uh, this year we've we've really decided to be a little pickier and uh, be careful about traveling and not do as much as we've done before. And as people are still calling and wanting <laughs> wanting us to play shows and things like that, but um, um, it's been wonderful. We've been having a great time, and she's she's really happy, and and I'm really happy. We've been blessed with a great life, and we live every day like it's it's really just a gift, and you never know where it might lead. But we really are having a great time. And this is a working farm, worked by the two of you with some help, of course, right? Right. Yes, we um we have a guy that has been helping us for the last three years since we've been on the road and not able to be here, but. We have a big garden every year, and um, from the garden we can and we freeze. We have a bunch of chickens, and we incubate eggs and recycle our hens, and then when it's time to do that, i got to stop because how does that all happen? I mean, I know how busy you are. I know how much you travel. 
How do you make all that happen and still have this this home life on the farm that you have? Well, Joey, first off, she recognizes that this stuff isn't just work, it's important. You know, she's she believes that we and she and should pour into into this kind of work and lifestyle. And so we'll be home for a weekend and Joey, like for three days before that, she's like, okay, it's when we get home Saturday or Sunday morning or whenever it is, Monday, it's going to be harvest day. So we're harvesting chickens. And I'll say, yeah, but it's sleeting and snowing out. It doesn't matter. It's, it's harvest day. And we're out there Buckle working. down, away. buddy. Yeah. Right. It's pretty fun. But it is important. I think also it, it's, it's so rewarding to, to be able to till the, gla- the, the ground, to plant the seed, to do all that work and to harvest it and to eat that meal and realize, oh my gosh, this is really, really good food. And what it does for, for me mentally and emotionally. And this is you know how my, my mom did it. And I feel like there's something that's, that's kind of lacking. It's almost lost, like mm-hmm. a lost art anymore. People this is the way you it. relax. It is. It is. It's very relaxing and, and stress-free and a way to unwind. And it's also time for me and God to spend our time together and talk mm-hmm. things through. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we lose sight or we get so busy or we get in the car and we're, you know, listening to the radio instead of doing really what we feel like we need to be doing. And that's really just being still and listening. Yeah. I want to talk more about that a bit later. Rory, talk to me about the kind of schedule you keep. Um, you travel a lot. You guys are singing all over the place. Uh, you even sing at the Grand Ole Opry once in a while, don't you? Yes, we sing there quite a bit. We'll be there again in uh, about two weeks. Um, let's see, our normal schedule. We've been gone. It's kind of hard to say. We've been gone a lot. And uh, we're home. And when we're home, we're really, really home. I'm, we've been doing a lot of radio touring over the last couple of years, which is just visiting radio stations around the country and playing events for them. And then just touring, playing shows all over in the U.S. And, and um, we've been in Norway and Sweden and France and Ireland and Scotland and places like that. So, Does that surprise you that they enjoy the music that you do? Well, in two ways it does. For one thing, um, it's so far away, and in some of those places they hardly speak a lick of English, and yet they know your music. (laughs) We played a rodeo last year in France, (laughs) and it was such a neat thing because they couldn't hardly say three words to you later on after the show. Nor to, could we to them. <laughs> to, um, to, but they, could, they let you know how much they love what you do, and they knew our music already. So that's one part of it. And then the other thing is, is you know, I was, I was a songwriter all these years, so I'm always surprised that anyone cares anything about um, this, what we do and, and my part of it, how I got to be able to sing with my wife and share songs. It's just, uh, it's a shock and a blessing at the same time. Well, Joey, tell me this. How did that happen? How did the two of you come together and, uh, how did the music start to happen? Well, we, um, we met through music. He was playing at the Bluebird. Um, I, I was just fresh to Nashville. The Bluebird Cafe. The Bluebird in Cafe Nashville, in the famous Nashville. Spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Famous place where people go, songwriters perform their songs. And so I went in and listened and um, just saw this one guy and wearing overalls and singing these songs that just tore me up. <laughs> and I thought, I it don't know. It was the bibs. Be honest. It was well, the bibs, right? It was the hair and the bibs, <laughs> but it was more his. his who he was, yeah. you know, you could really tell who he was through his music. And if he wasn't quite there, he was sure trying. Hmm. And um, I was just in awe and fell in love. And that's really what drew me to him. And we didn't really even meet that night. It wasn't until a couple of years later that we actually got to meet and spend some time together. But um, And what were you doing at that time? 
at that time, I just moved to Nashville, and I was working over at a, a farm over in Lebanon. There was a cattle farm and doing horse work and stuff like that. So I was living the dream doing that, trying to get to my ultimate dream doing music. I wanted to be a singer. And um, so after we finally came together, I mean, our, our marriage was just so fast. I mean, within two months of us spending time together and dating, we were engaged. And two months later, we were married. And we just knew it was God calling us together. And um, I, at the time, had a record deal. And then as soon as I got married, that record deal went away. And it was very hard. But um, at the same time, I knew it was all for the right reason. And so we were married for five years, very, very happy. He was having a lot of success as a songwriter. And I wasn't really having anything going on. That's when I opened the restaurant with Roy's sister, Marcy. And she, um, one day while Roy was writing, a guy came down to the farm and they spent the morning writing together. And at lunch, they came down to the restaurant and had some lunch. And I got to meet this fella. And I don't know, probably about two months later, the same guy called Rory and said, Rory, there's this brand new TV show getting ready to air. And they're casting, looking for America's Great, great Next Duo. Uh, best next duo, and and they said, I think you and Joey should go out for that. And Rory just looked at me, and I looked at him, and and we just kind of laughed. And he said, Who are you? We said, Who are you talking about? And he said, I'm talking about you and Rory. You guys should go out together as a duo. And we said, Well, we don't even sing together. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll go out and play songwriters nights, and he'll sing maybe some harmony and play for me, but we don't perform together. You We're, must have played around singing together, though. Not really. Not no, really. not really. I mean, no. I would play guitar for her, but it never occurred to us that. That uh, she should, this beautiful, young, wonderful singer should have her 42 year old overall wearing songwriter husband join her, and somehow that was going to make it a stronger thing. But this guy saw that, and not only saw that, he saw that we. We really do. We're not just a duo. Yeah. Um, we really This is are, not an act. Is yeah, it? This, this is, is who you act. guys are. So uh, we started singing together. We went out for this show, um, tried out for it, and uh, we had to make a homemade audition tape. And so we went to Best Buy and bought a little uh, home video camera. And I filmed Joey coming in the restaurant, opening up about four in the morning and working and baking bread and waiting tables. And then she filmed me. Uh, writing songs and feeding our cow and stuff like that, and <laughs> and uh, we got on the show, and and then it changed everything. We went through all the way to the finals, and I think millions of people watched and cheered for us, and it created an opportunity that we didn't know was even possible. And even more than that, it created um, it created an opportunity for us to sing together. Um, and and a talent that we both had. I mean, I'm a songwriter, and she loves my songs, and she's a singer, and I love her singing, and so why wouldn't we be together doing this? It had just never occurred to us, and God somehow uh, made knew it all. Yeah. Mm. We'll continue the talk around the kitchen table with Joey and Rory coming up on the second half of today's edition of First Person. Next week, you'll meet a young man who, after coming home from serving in Iraq, was despondent. I have a future and I have a reason to live, whereas in for so many years that was something that I lacked. I lacked a reason to get up every day. Now I get up every day and know there's a million things I can do and a million people I can reach, and, and that's why I'm here with you. Dan's life was turned around when he met Jesus Christ through Teen Challenge. You'll hear the full story next week here on First Person. We're in this wonderful old farmhouse 
in uh, Middle Tennessee, south of Franklin, Tennessee, and I'm here with Joey and Rory in the kitchen. We're literally at the kitchen table. The jigsaw <laughs> puzzle is here. Ranger the Wonder Dog is at our feet, kind of <laughs> trying to nose his way into the microphone once in a while. And you've got a beautiful stone fireplace behind us here. Thank you for the invitation to come here today. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to the two of you is that there's also a, an element of faith, faith in Christ that, that comes through, even though you're on the stage at the Grand Ole Opry and other places, still your faith shines through, but, but not in an out front kind of way. And I want to talk to me about your philosophy of, of how you live your life, your faith life. Well, I think it's, it's how we naturally uh, live it in real life. So when we're on stage, it doesn't change. You know, we, we're pretty subtle people. Our faith isn't just uh, a little bit important. It's the most important thing in our lives, in our marriage. It goes before everything. And so it has to be the most important thing in our music. So, um, but at the same point, we understand that there's a lot of power in subtlety and we don't have to beat people over the head with it. Um, we can just share it through how we live and, and through the messages in our songs about family and, and things like that. And it's been amazing to see, we could be in, um, Pennsylvania playing a show and singing a song like That's Important to Me, right after a song like Cheater, Cheater, which is sort of a cheating, <laughs> yeah. you know, funny... It's uh, a fun song. Very, very yeah. fun song. And But um, at the same point, you can sing another song and people realize that we're real, real people with faults and flaws and human, just like them. And then we sing something like That's Important to Me that's about trying to be the best wife or mother or husband, you can be. And I think people can really relate to that because we're not perfect and we're trying really hard to follow God. Joy? It's ex it's so funny that we're both the same in, in that aspect. We're so much alike in, in a lot of areas, but especially in our faith, because it sometimes, I, I know myself, if somebody would approach me in a certain way relating to to Christ or to what it, sometimes I mean I I understand it but sometimes it can make you uncomfortable and sin, so sometimes there's a lot of people who are maybe on the verge they maybe want it or they want to know more about it but they're frightened by it and sometimes if you're just there and if you say one word or you sing one song sometimes it just causes them to think a little bit deeper about something and that's all that it takes uh, hearing you say that I'm thinking. Uh through this as well. And I think it's your winsomeness. I mean, that you two are real. You are who you are, and there's no facade when you're in front of people. But there's a certain winsomeness and people that attracts people. People say, well, how do I get to be like that? You know, what, what, what can I bring to my life that'll give me what those two have? Well, one way to have it is to not know what that word means, <laughs> which is for sure. Both means. of us are going, what does winsome mean? Yeah. <laughs> get the dictionary here yeah. for Rory. <laughs> we'll look it up. <laughs> You want me to define it? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't I actually really know don't what know that what means. I just mean there's a tr an attractiveness. People are oh. attracted to your spirit. Okay. And there's something about your spirit that just resonates true truth, if you want to call it that, right? You know what I mean now? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, we meet people like that, and, and honestly... That inspire us. Yes, we do, and like, we... Gosh, they're just so full of joy, and they're happy, and they're so positive. And, you know, we, we really see that in people and would really long for that because a lot of times we feel like... We're just halfway doing stuff sometimes because you just you're normal and you're so busy. But mm -hmm. um, it well, is again, nice you're real, and I don't that. mean to set up yeah. that you never have a problem. Oh, yeah. Life is a sure. bowl of cherries, but yeah. Well, you know, I think that uh, we we wake up every day. Probably our biggest struggle, like everybody else listening to your program, is 
are are we being what we should be? Are we doing what we should be doing for Christ above everything else? And because you can sit around and work on your music career, work on your goals, or work on whatever you might have uh, your hobbies. And but we always are just constantly talking to each other. Like, are we are we being who we should be? Are are there things that we're not doing because it's so easy to be selfish and we know that that it's really not about us. Sometimes you get that right, and people will see that without you even saying it. Sometimes you might not, but uh, we do um, pretty much on a daily basis. We try and remind ourselves. So, do that. you feel called to do what you do in a spiritual sense? I feel I feel called. You know why? Because I didn't call it. <laughs> when God <laughs> you didn't opens, design this. No, I didn't design this. When God opens doors that you know are not possible to open. And he has allowed you to go through those and to do that. You know that he has called you for this place and this moment and this time. So you want to honor that. And um, it could be just a short, uh, just a season. But we do, I think Joey feels the same way. It's not just like your gift is a calling. This moment and what he's doing with your gift is a calling. And, and so we, we take it really seriously. And I think that is always changing too. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> just as he can open a door, he'll sometimes close doors, and you're, you're like, okay, why is why are you doing this now, or why aren't you allowing certain things? Like, I I really feel like that's what I want. I really feel like this is where we need to go, and he doesn't allow that because it's all for a reason. And so, um, we feel really, really blessed and fortunate to have done the things that we've done and continue to do the things that we do, and we'll just keep following his lead, even so. Sometimes it's we want to take the reins from him. Someone once said that we don't get the life we deserve, but we get the life that was designed by God for us. And I think you two are living that. I, I sense that. How do you keep the creative edge? I, I know that uh, working the soil, so to speak, and you know, raising chickens and take care of the cattle and all that, but how do you keep a creative edge? I'm not creative. I, I can create things in the kitchen, but I'm not <laughs> creative in the sense of what this man can create wearing overalls. <laughs> I mean, th- the ability that he has... We keep has... coming back to the bibs. We, you know, we'll well, because to... I think, yeah. you know, a lot of times people feel like, uh, I mean, that's just the trademark. He's worn them for 15 years. He's, he hasn't taken them off. You know, it's that's just what he's always else, done. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think sometimes people see that and think, oh, well, he's just a country boy who likes to play in the dirt, whatever. Mm -hmm. But his mind is so creative from songs to videos to video editing to computer work to photos, all the things that he can do. And it's just something that he's passionate about, that he's able to learn, and he just keeps working and working and working. How he keeps being creative, you need to explain that because I have no (laughs) idea. Can you explain that? I am in awe every day when he comes home with a new song. (laughs) Well, early on when I came to Nashville, I moved here in 1995 to be a songwriter, and I wrote for a legendary writer named Harlan Howard, who's probably the most famous country songwriter of all time. And, and I was mentored under him, but we wrote completely differently. He always wrote from a title and a hook, and then he crafted a song around that. And I, I could do that, and I still do that from time to time, but what I like to do was just to t- find an opening line or an opening thought, and then that line leads to another thought, to another thought, to another thought. So it's a sense of and discovery. The song, yeah, the song yeah. unfolds yeah. in front of you, and it's magic. And so I've always sort of treated it like it's inspirational, like you know, God's giving you something. It's not just, I am going to use all of my skills and make it incredible. Instead, sometimes he really blesses you with gifts. And so I found that, that if I just keep showing up, he doesn't do it all the time, but if you keep showing up and you sit down with a blank piece of paper or you sit down with uh, 
you know, an idea for some some TV thing we're working on or whatever, that if you'll do the work, sometimes he will show up. And a lot of times you you say, oh, you run ahead and you, you're creating something. You go, oh, I, I know what's going to happen. Well, this is going to be incredible. It's going to happen. It's going to go change everything. And then nothing happens. But it leads you to something else or it, it turns a corner you never even saw coming. And because of that, and I've seen God do it again and again, that it inspires me and it makes me anxious to sit down with a blank piece of paper again because I know at any moment he could change everything, not just for me, but with songs and the music we we create today in someone else's home, they're listening to that. And it affects those people in their lives and encourages them or heals them and and that didn't happen unless we set start being creative. What is it about music that touches the soul like that? Have you? Th- I, mean, I know you've thought about that. I don't know. I don't really know. I I do know that we're all. You know, we have a bad day. We're depressed, and and we're just like I. I don't think I can get out of this funk. And then by accident, you'll hear some song. You'll turn on your car radio, and it's gone just like that. You're transformed to a new place and a new feeling. I don't know what causes that. And Joey, you and I were talking about in terms of Christian radio, you can right. turn that radio station on, and sometimes mm-hmm. you're not ready for what you hear, but God will bring something through a song or a message. Really, he does. He does. And I think for me as a kid, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, there's something about um, pain in a song or in a story that makes you feel like, and makes you realize, my situation really isn't that bad. You know, and sometimes a good cry is all that you need to get you out of that. And I've always thought music is so therapeutic. I know what it did for me as a kid. Not that I had a bad childhood by any means. I had the greatest one ever. But you're human and, and you have days where you're just down or you're you're tired or you feel like, you know, the world's coming in on you and you hear a song or you hear something and it just changes. It lifts that up. And I, I think it's all about being relatable and I, the music that Rory writes is so conversational. I'm such a fan. It's so story driven, and um, sometimes I'll I'll just search his old catalog and, and find things and think, oh, we got to cut that song. Oh, this would be perfect for somebody else. Or just the fact that I get to celebrate in hearing this and what it's doing. Well, I feel that it's been therapy for me to come to your home. <laughs> Sorry about that. And 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 uh, it live, was the food, wasn't at least, it? <laughs> at least live for a few moments the life that you all live uh, here on the farm in Tennessee. Thank you for this invitation. Well, thank you for coming out here. We sure appreciate yes, it. Yes, it's a treat for us. Mm-hmm. Joey and Rory are becoming very well-known in country western music circles. You will often see them on television. But their core values of faith and family are not wavering. In fact, they seem to be getting stronger as they do what God has called them to do and use their talents to His glory. It was fun to sit and talk with them that day. Now, at the start of today's program, I mentioned something called the Bib and Buckle Fest, which will take place on their farm on Saturday, June 2nd. Located about an hour south of Nashville, the farm will be alive with music and fun that day. If I weren't going to be out of the country, I'd be there myself. Check out the details of the Bib and Buckle Fest online when you follow the links to Joey and Rory on our website, firstpersoninterview.com. And that website is also your source for much more about First Person. There's an audio archive of all of our interviews, past and present, plus a schedule of upcoming guests and topics. Come see us at firstpersoninterview.com. And then look us up on Facebook. You can like us, as they say, and leave comments and questions there on our page. We're found at facebook.com forward slash firstpersoninterview. Once again, that's facebook.com forward slash firstpersoninterview. And I hope I'll see your comments there on the page this week. 
Next week on First Person, you'll hear the powerful story of a young man who, after serving in Iraq, came home depressed and despondent until he met Christ. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening today to First Person. First Person.